0: Hello and welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. The Arsenal podcast is another edition of our transfer update show. As always, we've got plenty to discuss. We'll be talking Terreira. We'll be talking Partey. We'll be talking Ronarsson, Kalasinac and Matteo Genduzzi, as well as you, taking your questions and your comments in the live chat. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Chronicles of Aguna. It's another edition of the uh, Transfer Update Show brought to you by Manscaped.com. As ever, I'm your host, Harry Simu. And on this edition of the podcast, we've got plenty to discuss. As always, um, we'll be talking Renarsen, we'll be talking Torreira, Partey, Kalasinach, um, Gendouzi and taking your questions and comments from the live chat as well as anything else that crops up. If you haven't called it already, uh, you can catch up with our Arsenal West Ham review show. You can find that now on the YouTube channel, or of course, you can go back and listen to it on audio if you prefer to do that as well. I know some of you uh, prefer to do that while you're doing something else, and sometimes the audio uh, version is a better solution. So do feel free to check that out as well. Now, um, Let's start off with the news that we believe is, anyway, the most reliable, and that is that uh, Runarsson is close to joining Arsenal Football Club, uh, that he will potentially be in contention uh, for Wednesday night's uh, Carabao Cup tie with Leicester. So, um, It feels like that deal is very, very imminent. Now, a number of very high profile journalists who, uh, you know, usually write about these things have gone out on a limb here and said that this is a done deal, that this deal is going to be completed sooner rather than later. And I wouldn't be surprised, although I can't guarantee it, but I wouldn't be surprised if the announcement was made during this live stream. So those of you who are in the live chat, keep me posted and let me know in the live chat if uh, we do get any announcement while we're on the live stream, and I miss that. So we'll be, um, yeah, we'll be touching on that. Now, we've spoken a little bit about Renarsen in previous streams, so I don't really want to go into him too much because the truth is I don't know an awful lot about the guy. Um, he's somebody who's been operating in the French Ligue 1, uh, not at a particularly high level with with Dijon. Um You know, his statistics, as we've already touched upon when you look at goals conceded, number of clean sheets, maybe a little bit skewed by that fact, by the fact that he was playing for a very weak side, a side who um, were essentially fighting relegation or or there or thereabouts at least. And so it's more about the profile of this goalkeeper fitting uh, Arsenal's sort of way of wanting to play. We know that Inaki Kanya, the Arsenal goalkeeping coach, is somebody who has worked with him previously and believes he is the right profile of goalkeeper, the right fit for this Arsenal side, which is why the club have gone after him. Let's not hide from the fact, though, it's about money as well. Having been able to, to shift Emiliano Martinez for around about £17 million, pounds, it was about bringing somebody in to replace him who would allow us to make a substantial profit. Arsenal clearly looking to to bolster uh, the transfer kitty in this window. We know that we're being linked with a number of high-profile midfield players, but we also know that if we're going to get any of those, we're going to have to make some money from somewhere else. I know that 17000000 million isn't the be-all and end-all, but when you get that for Martinez, who, you know, Mikel Arteta has admitted was was essentially sold for financial reasons, that does go a long way in boosting that transfer fund. And, and 17 million, you never know. It could be the difference between getting one of those deals that we want done and not getting one of those done. Um, So, yeah, that's kind of my bit on, on Renarsen. As I said, uh, we're expecting an announcement very, very soon. I think it's probably imminent. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if we got it today. Uh, but at the time of me going live on this stream, we haven't had it yet. So, going to have to be a little bit more patient but it's very um close to being done as is being reported by a number of very good reliable sources let's talk about lucas torreira now reports emerged from spain that atletico are very interested in taking the uruguayan to madrid um it's understood that he's very high up on diego simeone's wanted list um the Argentine coach is, is very interested in the player, wants to bring him uh, to the Wanda Metropolitano. But initially, the talks that have begun or that we're hearing have begun are around a loan deal for Lucas Torreira. Now, it's not clear whether that loan deal includes an obligation to buy the player, whether it includes an option to buy the player. We don't know. Um the ins and outs of it. But we know there have been discussions. We know that Atletico have identified Lucas Torreira as somebody who they would like to sign this summer. Now, we know Lucas Torreira is on his way out. It's also being reported by by the same sources that Lucas Torreira himself has his heart set on a move to Atletico Madrid and that he will reject all other offers because he wants to go there. He wants to work with Diego Simeone. Of course, uh, being... Uh, Uruguayan he, he speaks Spanish already I think the transition will be a, a lot easier for Lucas Torreira and we know um, that that has been a problem hasn't it um, for Lucas Torreira since since joining Arsenal it's been one of his big concerns that being able to uh, get used to sort of the culture the adaptation period has been tough for Torreira so moving to Spain feels like it would be a um, It feels like it would be an easier move for him. Obviously, a move to Italy would suit as well. Lucas Torreira has been there before. He was very happy there previously. So I'm not sure that would be a problem either. But given the the sort of combination of, A, the football project um, that he would be embarking on under under Diego Simeone, plus the option and and the possibility of moving to Spain, I think Torreira understandably wants to go to Atletico Madrid. So, yeah, um, it looks like that could happen. Now, the key here is that, of course, Arsenal, you know, they've made it clear throughout that they're not going to pay Thomas Partey's release clause at the moment. We've heard that countless times from those close to the club, from those reporting on the club, that at this moment in time, the Gunners were not willing to make that investment, to go and slam that 50 million euro on the table that Atletico Madrid want in order for us to, or need in order for them to allow us to talk to Thomas Partey. Could this deal... Could this Lucas Torreira thing be something we can use as a sweetener, as a bargaining chip in our pursuit of Thomas Partey? You never know. Um, It it could well be. Now, we know that Thomas Partey um, is, is not completely against moving away. We know that There have been a number of reports in the last few months which tell us that Thomas Partey is actually keen on a move to Arsenal, keen on a move to London, keen to work under Mikel Arteta. I'm sure Arsenal would be able to compete with Atletico in terms of his wage demands as well. And you'd expect that Arsenal would uh, increase the players' wages in order to persuade him to come to North London. So... It's very interesting now because whereas it was very much Atletico sort of slamming the door shut on us saying release clause or nothing. Arsenal being very clear that at this moment they weren't willing to pay that. But I always caveated that with the fact that maybe later on in the transfer window when uh, we'd managed to do some other business, business that involved players leaving, we'd be in a position to go back and trigger that release clause. But now... With Atletico being so clearly interested in Lucas Torreira, this could bring them to the table regarding Thomas Partey. As I said, is it a sweetener? Is it something that Arsenal can use? Is it something Arsenal can use to bargain and, and try and get Atletico to, to relax their stance a little bit on Thomas Partey? I don't know. Now, we've heard in recent days, uh, particularly over the weekend, that Hussain was very much the one that the Arsenal were going to go after. We've said it all along. I've said it all along. To get two would be amazing, but it feels unlikely. It feels like too much of a stretch financially. But the reports that we've been reading over the course of the last few days have been very much uh, sort of suggesting that of the two, if Mikel Arteta can only have one, it's Hussein Moua that he wants. But does this Lucas Torreira development, does it change that? Does it make Mikel Arteta look at the look at the whole situation and say, right, well, we can't meet a while's asking price. Maybe it's just gonna work out a little bit easier to go after Thomas Partey instead. I don't know. And I wouldn't rule out sort of siding either of the two. I would stress that I still think it's very unlikely Arsenal will get both, but one or the other is realistic and one or the other would make a massive difference to Arsenal's midfield. We spoke about it on the review show, um, Arsenal 2, West Ham 1. We spoke about the fact that the midfield weren't effective. We spoke about the fact we gave the ball away too much um, in that area. We probably weren't as combative as we needed to be against the side who were very physical, um, you know, very physical or very organised, as you always expect uh, from a David Moyes side. But yeah, um, it'd just be interesting to see now, wouldn't it? Which one... Arsenal pursue is it a case of they'll have either and whichever one a deal can be done for we'll see come to the Emirates I don't mind that because they're both fantastic players I'd love to have either of them at the Emirates Stadium but I still despite the positivity amongst some Arsenal fans that the club could be able to get both of them in during this transfer window I'm not convinced that's the case I feel that's a little bit far-fetched and I don't see that happening Um, so yeah counter error be used as a make in order for us to go on and uh, and get Thomas Partey. Let's see. We're going to have to hold tight. We're going to find out. But I I will repeat what I've been saying throughout the window. If we do get a deal done for the one of these players, it will be towards the back end of the transfer window because you can rest assured both clubs, both selling clubs will be digging their heels in to try and keep those players, um, particularly if Arsenal aren't Willing to just slap the money on the table that they're asking. But I do expect Arsenal to up the ante, increase the pressure um, as the transfer window closure date edges ever closer. So if, for those of you just joining us, just to quickly summarise the Renaissance signing is imminent. We're being told could get an announcement as early as this evening. Um, and of course, uh, Lucas Torreira is of interest to Diego Simeone and Atletico Madrid. Could he be used as a make in a potential negotiation uh, for Thomas Partey? Let me know what you guys think in the comments section as well. If you haven't hit the like button already, please do so. Um, if you're new to the channel, hit subscribe. We're fast approaching 9,000 subscribers on YouTube. I think we're about 50 away At this moment in time or at the time when I started the stream. So if you're new, hit that button um, and uh, yeah, join us as we uh, as we round up the uh, day's transfer news. Going to talk a little bit about Matteo Genduzzi because um, there are reports from L'Equipe that Matteo Genduzzi has made an informal transfer request. He's asked to leave the club. He wants to go. And understandably, when you see the way he's been frozen out now, I'm not saying that it was wrong to freeze him out. I've questioned Matteo again, lose his attitude a number of times during his Arsenal 10 years. I wasn't surprised to learn that that's been a problem. It's been something that Mikel Arteta hasn't liked, hasn't enjoyed um, and hasn't, hasn't. I, I guess, uh, well, I guess the players sort of attitude issues clearly haven't gone away because there's still no sign of him. Um, there's still no sign of him in the matchday squads. Will he play in the, in the Carabao Cup on Wednesday? I don't know. But if he doesn't, my God, that tells you uh, that he is really on his way out the door. But those are the reports doing the rounds tonight again they're from Lequipe so as I always say when it comes to Lequipe um I just advise a little bit of caution on that because of course they're not the most reliable of uh, of sources uh, the French outlet. Just quickly going to touch on Sayad Kalasinac that the interest from West Ham has resurfaced itself again um I don't know how true that is again, but again, I'll say what I've said in previous shows, which is Seah actually is going to be a really, really difficult player to move on because of his wages. Is the player willing to take a significant wage cut in order to play more regular football? He has apparently um, made it clear to Mikel Arteta that he's willing to stay at the club and fight for his place. He knows that Kieran Tierney's ahead of him, but he still wants to fight. Apologies for his position. In that Arsenal side, so we're going to have to see what happens with that. Um, is Kalasinach going to be moved out the door now? If Arsenal do get Ser Kalasinach out during this transfer window, we're not going to bring in a significant fee for him. I think that's clear. I think everybody understands that, everybody knows that, everybody recognizes that. But the what we could do is we could get somebody off of the wage bill who is taking a significant amount of money. I don't know the ins and outs of how much Seher Kolasidac is earning. We always get reports about player salaries, player wages. I'm not always entirely sure um, that they are accurate. But as far as I know, um, he is on a decent amount of money. Well, I'll just quickly look it up. um, Because we do get these sort of... um, these reports. Here we go. Ser Kalasanac apparently is on a hundred thousand pounds a week. That's according to spotrack.com, uh, who lists all the Arsenal players' salaries. So yeah, um, you know, take make of that what you will. Um, but yeah, apparently he's on that sort of money and an Arsenal are looking to to move him off off of that wage bill. And as I said, don't expect a big transfer fee because you're not going to get one for somebody like, say, a Kolasinac. You're not going to get one for a lot of the players that Arsenal are trying to move out this summer. But what you will get is you'll get some breathing space, some leg room on that wage bill in order to go and do other deals that we need to get done in order to be able to offer a little bit extra um, at the negotiation table and persuade some of our, our targets that this is the place for them to be. Um, right, that kind of rounds up uh, some of the, st- the stories that I had listed today. Another one that is just quickly doing the rounds that I want to just quickly touch on is that Arsenal are uh, somewhat involved in a swap deal with Chelsea. There's no players named in those reports. It just says that the two clubs are discussing a swap deal. I'm not sure who it could be, um, if there's any truth to it. I don't have any information on that whatsoever other than the reports I've read. So I, I don't want, you know, I know there's a few of you asking in the, in the comments about that. If I know anything more about that, I, the truth is I don't. So I'm not going to lie to you um, and pretend that I do. As far as I'm aware, there is no truth in that at this moment, but of course that could change. Perhaps negotiations have taken place as many do without us knowing as fans supporters. But as far as I'm aware, I'm not so sure that those reports are entirely accurate, that Arsenal are in negotiations with Chelsea over a swap deal. I mean, who could it be? That's not in the chat. I know who I'd like it to be, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm certain that that, that is not going to happen. Uh, let's go over to the live chat. Just a quick reminder as well. If you haven't already, guys, smash that like button. Let me have a quick look at how many of you have uh, pressed that button so far. Um, There are over 250 of you watching us right now across the multiple platforms, but there are only 48 likes. So if you haven't smashed that like button, please do so. It is so, so important. And we really, really appreciate it. Right. Let's go through uh, some of your comments and some of your questions. Um, We'll pick out a couple. Uh, Oguchukwu, Um, I've spoken at length about Partey and Awar, so I don't want to go over old ground again, but I'll just quickly update you the latest on them is that it is nothing, basically. Arsenal still not uh, offered a bid uh, that matches Leon's valuation of Hussein Mouar, and Arsenal have still not triggered Thomas Partey's release clause. The major update today is that Atletico are interested in Lucas Torreira, so potentially that may bring them to the negotiation table, and we may be able to soften their stance on, uh, on Thomas Partey and hopefully get a deal done. But let's see. Um... Zod Sinclair says, how do you think we will survive Tiago Alcantara this weekend? I'm not afraid of Liverpool. I've got to be honest. I feel like with Liverpool, you know, we've shown on a couple of occasions in recent months that we can go toe to toe with them, that we can, uh, if we stay defensively solid, if we keep our shape, if we maintain our discipline and use the ball well when we get it, that we can hurt them. And I, I think we can hurt them again. Going to Anfield without a crowd is massive. Um, it's so much easier, than in theory anyway, than going to a full-packed, uh, buzzing Anfield. So I'm looking forward to seeing how Arsenal do in this one. But I caveat that with we need to get uh, the likes of Tierney back in the side. Because this is a, you know, if we're without Tierney again, then I do worry uh, about that back three because I wasn't convinced by it. Um, at the uh, at the weekend apologies for the sort of uh, effects on the screen at the moment um the sun is shining right in my face i've been sort of trying to move around the studio whilst live on air if you haven't noticed uh, to try and get it out of my face get it out of my eyes but then of course that impacts um the lighting on the background so i do apologize for that let's uh, move forward uh what else have we got um bronze dossa says does Semedo to Wolves mean Barca might come back for Bellerin? So the latest I heard on this, the latest I've been reading about Hector Bellerin and Barcelona is that actually in terms of what the player would demand with regards to his wages, he's a little bit out of Barcelona's price range at the moment or what Barcelona were looking to spend on a fullback. We know Barcelona have had their financial issues. We know that Barcelona are struggling um, with sort of the financial side of the game at the moment. So I don't expect uh, Barcelona to come back in vex to Bellerin between now and the end of the window unless they do some significant business in terms of letting players go, which allows them to boost that up. But as I understand it, Barcelona are looking for somebody a little bit cheaper in terms of another right back. Um, Chris Pantelli says, Hi, Harry. How you doing, mate? I'm good, mate. Thank you. He says, I keep asking myself what takes Arsenal so long in getting things done. I feel like Arsenal have been pretty efficient in the transfer window so far this summer. Uh, we wanted William, we got William. we got Gab- we wanted Gabriel, we got Gabriel. Heard about Renarsson a few days ago and it looks like that deal is going to be announced any minute now, any time now. But of course, now we're at that difficult part of the transfer window. I said it before. It's been really plain sailing up until now. But now we hit a point where we need to sell because we're looking to do the big deals, the huge deals, the marquee deals. Um, And so we've got to sell. And and at the moment, those sales are not happening. That is out of Arsenal's control because Arsenal will be looking at this window. They'll be saying, look, there's around about a couple of weeks left, maybe a bit longer, two and a half weeks. Why are we going to panic into selling players for, for cheaper than we feel they're worth? But the, the problem is that our Arsenal going to leave themselves in a position where they don't have enough time to bring those players that they want in through the door. So, yeah, it's a little bit of a risky way to do it. But unfortunately, it's the only way we can do it at the moment, given the club's financial position. Um, Let's see what else we've got here. Uh, Clement says, hit the like button, guys. Please do so if you haven't already. Um, LK says, I'm worried about Arteta. He's not ruthless enough. We have too much dead wood. I think it's a little bit harsh to to sort of point the finger at Arteta and say that he's not ruthless enough. I think he's been very ruthless in the way he's just banished players from the squad that he doesn't feel, um, you know, are, are displaying the right attitudes and that players that he potentially wants to move on. He's, he's refused to pick people for reasons that you've got to say are not just footballing reasons. So I think he is ruthless enough. But I think people are being a little bit I, I, I guess I don't want to say this in a rude way but it's it's a little bit delusional to think that we were going to move out all of the deadwood in this transfer window it's gonna take two or three windows before we get rid of these players for a number of reasons first of all the interest has to be there second of all the price has to be right and third of all you know it's never easy moving players on who are on such huge contracts when they know that they're going to be going elsewhere and earning less. It's very difficult to persuade players to do that, to force players out the door. It's a problem, but it's a problem caused by us being irresponsible with the contracts we were dishing out in the first place. But I wouldn't pin that um, on Mikel Arteta. I've got to be honest. I still don't think he's been here long enough for us to sort of look at some of the situations that we've got with regards to players and their contracts and say he's not doing this or he's not doing that. Um, ASN says, hey, mate, I don't really care about any other news. Lazio want Mustafi. They're willing to pay 11 million. Banter years are behind us. I said it on the West Ham review show the other night. I got a lot of heat for it in the comments. I'm not totally convinced that I want to see Mustafi go. I actually prefer him to Rob Holding. It's a controversial opinion. I know a lot of people disagree with it, but I think that squad ran Mustafi under Mikel Arteta is a much better Skodran Mustafi. He's better in a back three. And I don't see the hype about Rob Holding. I just don't get it. I feel like he has decent games from time to time, but he doesn't perform at that level anywhere near regularly enough for me. 11 million, I think Arsenal would consider that just because of the fact that we're trying to raise money, we're trying to do other deals, etc., etc. Um, but, you know, Lazio are no mugs. Um, you know, they've got a good manager, they've got a good project going on there. If they want him, there's a reason. And there's a reason people want Mustafi, but nobody wants Rob Holding. Um, you know, I know Newcastle was said to be interested in a loan deal, but they weren't willing to stump up money for him. It was going to be on a loan deal. There's a lot of players in this Arsenal side that I think will have a harder time moving on than Shkodran Mustafi because I actually don't think he's as bad as some of the Arsenal fans make him out to be. Um, thank you for your, your comment, Um Gaming Ghost says, how much are Leon asking for Awa? Uh, as far as I'm aware, they're looking for around 50 million euro. That was the last price that was quoted. But of course, um, take that with a pinch of salt because, again, it was been reported by a number of different outlets, all saying different things. So some were saying 50, some were saying 60. If I have to give you a definitive answer, I'm going to say somewhere between 50 and 60 million euros uh, would be enough to get Hussein Awa out. Um, out of Leon and on his way to the Emirates Stadium. Uh, let's see what else uh, have you guys got in terms of questions. Uh, Carrie says, what if Partey or Awa don't come? I never believed this BS. If Arsenal fail to get either of those two players, there will be some backlash from the fan base um, because I think the reports have been so strong that it's been difficult as a fan to ignore them. The information is coming from some normally very, very reliable sources. Um, and so that's why people have gone big on the story. People have, uh, you know, sort of got behind the story, pushed the story. Um, so, yeah, look, I, I think we will get one. Um, I keep saying that probably going to look stupid if we don't. But I do think Arsenal are working on on those deals. Now, whether Arsenal are going to get those deals over the line it is anyone's guess. You know, this is Arsenal Football Club. We've seen ourselves sort of go balls deep on players in terms of going into transfer negotiations for months, months and months and then end up not getting them. So there is a part of me that worries that these deals could collapse um, and that the talks could collapse. But the thing that would make it really, really frustrating, in particular with Thomas Partey's case, is that if we want him, we know exactly what we have to do to get him. We know exactly how much we have to pay. We know exactly what the release clause is. Just stump up the money, Arsenal. And I was listening to the uh, Ask Cast Extra earlier, and James McNicholas, Gunnerblog, blog, uh, made a really, really good point as well when he was talking about sort of the Torreira potential move to Atletico. And a lot of people were sort of up in arms about the fact that it's, it's supposedly going to be a loan deal and saying... Well, that doesn't help us now. It doesn't raise funds for us to do business now. But he made a great point where he said, and and this was something that I guess crossed my mind as well, was that if there was an obligation to buy clause in there, that guarantee of that money coming in further down the line may push Arsenal into a position where they feel like, actually, yeah, we can do this still, knowing that that money's going to come in later. So it's a little bit of forward planning, almost... Invest in the extra funds, knowing that you're going to get it back later on. And that could be key um, when we're talking about loan deals with obligations to buy at the end of them. That is going to be key, isn't it? So we, we're going to have to be imaginative. It is going to require the club to to stretch themselves and go out on a limb to get one of these players. But look, if, if neither happen, then I don't think you'll be the only one who is disappointed out there. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Uh in terms of your comments, just uh scrolling through. Um uh, Airy Hart is another one who says, I'm starting to worry, Harry. Are we gonna get the targeted players? Yeah, look, you're you're not the only person that's worrying about that. I think it is um it is it is worrying because the, the window's coming towards an then in an ideal world, you want to start the season with all of your players. Um, And with the squad that you believe is the one that is going to get you to where you need to be. But the reality is this has been a really, really different season in the way that the season ended late. We had that massive break in the middle due to COVID-19. Now we're back. There hasn't been a proper pre-season. And it feels like everybody's a little bit behind in terms of where they should be. It's why we've seen some strange performances from some teams in the league as well so far. Because, you know... Are they, they're not far enough down their sort of progression line in terms of training, fitness, pre-season, and, and at that point where they would normally be when, you know, when the season kicks off ordinarily. So I think we've got to take that into consideration and, and not panic too much as well as a result. Um, Dwayne is a little bit more confident. He says, people need to relax. We will get both war and Partey. Um, let's see what else we've got here. Um PLB says, subscribe, guys, or you'll be sleeping with the devil. Please subscribe if you haven't already. Smash the like button if you haven't already as well. Get your super chats in. I'll be coming to those as well. Um, But you're not going to sleep with the devil if you don't subscribe. (laughs) But yeah, please do so. Uh, Please do so. Uh, Let's see what else we've got here. Um, Big shout out to Peace Love. uh, And thank you for your very, very kind donation via the super chat. Uh, he says Stan Kroenke hasn't put a penny to, into Arsenal in the last five years with every transfer paid from the club's earnings. Why wait until the last few days sign? Yeah, look, that, that's kind of the point I was making, isn't it? When I said that I'd like to see the club do something with a view to recuperating that money later on by means of an obligation to buy a clause in one of the loan deals that we do or whatever. Um, yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Arsenal need to to put their hands in their pockets, whether that's the owners, whether they can raise the funds from somewhere else. Why can't the owners lend the club the money? I don't understand. There's got to be some way of injecting that cash in order for Arsenal to get the players that we need in now. If you believe in Mikel Arteta so much, so much that you've made him the the manager, not the head coach anymore, you've seen he can handle the extra responsibility, you love the direction in which he's taking the club, then you've got to back the guy. You simply have to back him. Get your checkbook out. Go and get the players that he wants. Go and get the players that he needs. And we can worry about recuperating some of that money later on down the line. Now, I know it's not always as simple as that. I know business is complicated, etc., etc., but there has to be some work around. There has to be some way that Arsenal can capture at least one of the two linked central midfielders without raising an incredible amount of money in, in sales. There's got to be a way. And I, Arsenal, you've got to do it. You've got to back this man. It's the only way we're going to push forward because if it takes us three or four years to build the squad... By the time you you fix other positions, the ones that you had pre in the the ones that you had already are not fit for purpose anymore, or they want to leave, or they're fed up, or you know it it just you have to assemble a squad sooner rather than later. I know it's not an easy process. I know I was preaching earlier on about patience, about you know relaxing around sort of moving the dead wood out. That it isn't going to happen overnight. Building the squad isn't going to happen overnight as well, but you need to get some of your significant pieces in now. You've got to do it now, um, sooner rather than later. Um, Let's go over to the uh, live chat again. Oh, hold on. Hold on. And we've had the announcement whilst live on air, just as I told you uh, was going to be the case. Alex Runarsson has signed for Arsenal. So uh, brilliant news. Uh, The uh, goalkeeper has joined the club. Um, let's just, uh, go onto the website and it will take you through the statement. Now I did tell you at the start of the stream that it was likely to be announced at some point during this stream. And there you go. So breaking news, Alex Renarsson has signed for Arsenal. Let's go through the club's official statement while we're here. Um, here we go. You should be able to see that on your screens. You can see Alex Runarsen pictured there with Mikel Arteta and Edu. um, there you are. Uh, let's go through the statement. So goalkeeper Alex Rynarsson has joined us on a four-year deal, uh, four-year contract from French club Dijon. The 25-year-old Iceland international joined the Liga club in July 2018 and made 13 appearances for them in all competitions last season. Alex started his career with K.R. Reykjavik in his home country. He went on to join FC Nordjylland, where he made 62 appearances during a three-year spell before moving to Dijon Uh, Edu said we're very pleased to welcome Alex to our squad we've been monitoring him for some time and from the analysis he has strong attributes that we look for in a goalkeeper and as a person Mikel Arteta said we want to create healthy competition for places and we look forward to seeing Alex bring further depth to the goalkeeping position Alex will wear the number 13 shirt which is available here from Arsenal Direct and you'll just see some pictures of Renarsson uh, in the uh, club's uh, goalkeeping kit. Um, not the big hoo-ha that we had around the uh, Aubameyang announcement, but Alex Runarsson is an Arsenal player. It's been announced whilst we were live uh, on air, so there you go. i um, probably going to change the title of the video now uh, to to reflect that, but there you go. Alex Runarsson is now a gooner, so uh, the latest to join us this summer. So when you talk about Arsenal, when you... you you know, people criticize them, etc., and and you know, say that we haven't done enough and and whatnot. You know, we are making moves. We are doing business. Unfortunately, we haven't got the players out that we'd have liked at the moment, but we've bought Gabriel and we've bought Willian in. we've brought Renarsen in. Sabios has returned. Saliba is now with us. So there ha- have been some changes, and you know, let's um let's let's just keep our fingers crossed that we may. Um, we may get some more significant business done between now and the end of the window. Um, Runar is a gunner. Just going through some of your comments. Alex Keogh, uh big hello to Black Irish, Texas. Uh, he's talking about Wilfred Zaha. We'll touch upon that a little bit later on if we get the chance. Uh, GP says, show the love, hit the like button. Please do so if you haven't already. Uh, a couple of you not too keen on Hyper Frantic says he looks small. Uh, Lundberghamp says too short. I think he's six foot one. Um, so I wouldn't say he's too short. Um, but yeah, there you go. Um, a couple of people sort of saying it's a waste of money. At 1.8 million or 2 million pound, whatever the deal is, it's a no brainer. And that's why Arsenal have done it. We've done it because we're trying to raise money. Arsenal felt that they could downgrade in the second choice goalkeeping department by selling Martinez, bringing this guy in, saving a shitload of money, which can then go into doing some other business so yeah um calm down a little bit with the sort of the the negative Look, we've never seen the guy play how many of you have watched Dijon play not many I can guarantee that so let's see um let's see how he gets on let's see how he fares in an Arsenal shirt just a quick reminder that this podcast is sponsored uh, by manscaped.com so if you want your uh, your body hair to be as neat and as tidy and as crisp and as lush looking as the Emirates Stadium pitch, then head over to manscaped.com. If you enter the discount code, which you'll see rolling across the bottom of your screens, it's Chronicles AFC, all in capital letters, you will receive 20% off of your order as well as free shipping. So uh, do check that out. Um, But yeah, just going back to the breaking news uh, that broke whilst we were live. Uh, it's that Alex Renarsen has signed for the Arsenal. It is a four year contract, um, and we've signed him from the French club Dijon. It doesn't specify the fee in here, but we believe it's between £1.8 and £2 million for the uh, Icelandic goalkeeper. So, potentially in contention to play on Wednesday against Leicester City. We're going to have to wait and see. Um, but yeah, let's see. Let's see how it goes. Right. Um, that brings me, I think, towards the end of the stream. Just quickly, I'm going to ask you guys to smash in the live, live chat where it is you are watching us from. I love doing this. It's a bit of fun. Always a- interested to see where you guys are tuned in from. So get those in uh, whilst I let you know about a couple of other bits regarding the channel. Let me know in the chat where you're from, where you're watching us from. In the meantime, I'm going to point you in the direction of our West Ham United review show, which you can go back and check out. Um, It's available on YouTube and on all the audio platforms. Uh, In addition to that, uh, I'm going to be bringing you an edition of the Social Club this week. We're going to be bringing you with the North Bank. Uh, Lots and lots of content coming your way this week. Subscribe if you haven't already, though, because. We are approaching 9,000. Really, really want to get there as soon as possible. Um, And then we can start looking towards 10,000, the magic number. So help us get to nine if you're new to the channel. Like the video if you haven't already. Um, And yeah, let's uh, have a look at where you guys are joining us from. Uh, Big hello to those tuned in from Canada, Gravesend, uh, Kenya. Uh, What else have we got here? We've got a super chat. Let me just stop you guys. Keep putting your your places, uh, where you're watching us from in the chat. I'm just going to touch on this super chat first, though. Um, thank you to JR Extreme for your kind donation. It says, if we had to choose, I'd pick Awar. We've enough defensive-minded players, but not enough creativity down the middle and keep building from the flanks. Uh, that is a concern that a lot of people have. Um, so it's a valid one. And thank you very much for your kind donation, mate, and the super chat. Uh, we've got Reading. We've got Switzerland. We've got Uganda. We've got Surrey um what else have we got cambridge uh swaziland uh indonesia the moon interesting um syracuse uh somerset um what else have we got here um north yorkshire is there there it is um ghana very good channel thank you very much uh malta wow lots of you tuning in from all over the world Um, Eddie Pasta says, watching from Canada, any good news about OR, please? I haven't got any news on that, unfortunately. We're going to have to sit tight a little bit longer by the looks of it. Uh, Big shout out to those of you tuned in from the USA, uh, those of you tuned in from Australia, and of course, those of you tuned in from right here in the UK as well. Right, that brings me to the end of today's stream. I'm actually off this evening uh, to go and watch an FA Cup preliminary round tie. Looking forward to getting back to watch some live football um going to watch a a a local team to me they're in the fa cup tonight they're playing against uh it's completely gone out of my head why is it completely brentwood brentwood bloody hell. Nearly forgot for a second. They're playing against Brentwood in the uh, qualifying rounds of the FA Cup. So I'm heading down there a little bit later on. I'm going to go and enjoy that, watch that. Um, maybe do a little bit of a vlog on it as well. So stay tuned to the channel. You may get a little bit of content in relation to that as well. I'm just excited to be going to live football, to be honest with you, at whatever level it is. Uh, but a massive thank you to every single person who has joined us throughout this live stream. And as we were live, the news broke. Alex Runarsson is a gunner. Uh, Show show him some love in the comments. Let us know your thoughts on the Icelandic goalkeeper. And until next time, uh, take care of yourselves. Stay safe and all the best.